Welcome to Finding Wilder, the podcast. I am your host, Michaela Jean. Thank you so much for being here. I am an intuitive life coach, a spiritual mentor, and a writer. I am passionate about channeling arts into this world and sharing stories of those living interesting lives here on planet Earth. I believe we are all so wild in our own ways, and I absolutely adore sharing stories of people following their intuition and living lives that they truly dreamt of and have brought into reality. I am the author of two books, Finding Wilder and Wilder Daily. I offer one-on-one intuitive coaching, and I have new workshops coming soon. You can find out more on my website, michaelajean.com, M-I-C-A-Y-L-A-J-E-A-N.com, or find me on Instagram at michaela.jean. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to Finding Wilder. We are here with part three of five of life-changing moments in my life in this lifetime. So if you haven't listened to the first two, so the last two episodes, you might want to listen to those so that you feel up to date and you know what the heck is going on. So if you have listened to those episodes and you are here for number three, welcome. Thanks for listening to the first two episodes. Thanks for being here. I am feeling a little emotional um, about anybody who does tune in and listen to the podcast. I, I really put myself into this podcast. I put my heart into it and I really, I feel into what it is I want to share and I feel into it from a sense of will this help somebody will this be an episode that contains any kind of wisdom or experience or just a moment a line anything that is useful or helpful or inspiring or makes anybody feel like they are not alone and I have been kind of emotional lately in feeling not good enough. So I'm wondering if anybody listening is currently feeling any feelings like that or has felt feelings like that before. I just want you to know that you, my friend, are not alone. You are not behind. You are not doing anything wrong. Well, I don't know you personally, so I can't say for sure what you've been up to, but my gut says that you're not doing anything wrong and the feelings that you may be having are, they're real and honor that, be with them, even if they're uncomfortable. But I want you, whomever you are, to know that you're not alone, you're not behind, and you're not doing it wrong. I was meditating before I hopped on to record this, mostly because I needed to really come come back home to my, my center. I was feeling a lot of emotions and a lot of emotions that were uncomfortable and heavy and 
while I was sitting in meditation, these words kept coming through to me and they were, follow what makes you happy. Do what brings you joy. And you're not doing anything wrong if that's what you're doing. I shared on social media today, which is a place that I have a funky relationship with, and maybe you can relate, and maybe I'll do a whole episode on that. But I shared today about all of the lists that we have. So many things to do, quote unquote, to do and to get done and I think sometimes we forget to prioritize our list that we need for our heart, right? Like for our heart to feel good and juicy and safe and held and supported and joyful and to feel full of love and to feel full of this life force energy that can often feel like we've run out of. And that's not possible. We don't run out of life force energy, but we can find ourselves in patterns of doing things that suck our energy and forget to do things that refill and replenish our energy. And just some food for thought today on what could you put on that list that you have in front of you, the one that probably says to do. What can you add on to that list or create a separate list that's for your heart? What are the things that you can do in your day to refuel your heart, to come back home to your body, to calm the wild, nonstop thoughts that like to party in the mind. What is it that you, yourself, your being in this lifetime, what is it that you find joy in? What is it that you find peace in? Where can you gift yourself the time and the space to settle into the now. And it's in the now and it's in these moments of, you know, I like to call it turning off our minds. Writing has always been that for me. Since I was very young, I would call it turning off my mind. When I was young, people would say, how do you just come up with words like that? And I would say, I don't, I just turn off my mind. And what flows through me, flows through me. And writing is one of those things for me that brings me back home, that replenishes me, that refuels me. Just like going outside and standing in the sun and closing my eyes and feeling the sun on my skin. Laughing with a friend. Can you call somebody just to laugh and chat today? What are the things that you can do today that you can add to your quote-unquote to-do list that aren't about getting everything done and are more about coming back home to your heart 
and refilling, refueling, reigniting that fire within you. All right, on to the real show here, friends. Number three life-changing moments in my life. And like I've said in both episodes, we are not calling these the most life-changing moments because I just, that's unrealistic. It's all life-changing. Let's be real here. But number three is buying my van. Buying my van and moving into my van and living in my van was something that I always knew I would do. Do you have anything like that in your life that you just like always knew you were going to do? Or like maybe you haven't done it yet? Or maybe you already have done it? But something that you've always known you were going to do. I feel that about my books that I've published too. I, I didn't know how or when or what it was all going to look like, but I knew I was going to publish books in this lifetime. I knew I was going to live in a van in this lifetime. Probably for a decade before it even happened. So why was this so life-changing, especially if I already knew it was going to happen? I bought my van, Wilder, in 2019, October of 2019, and there's so many reasons why this was a significant era or season in my life, but before we actually get to the finding the van, manifesting the van, buying the van, moving into the van, I think it's important to back up a little bit. So about a year before that, I had started a podcast with a friend. If you've been around for a while, you may remember it. It was called Wild Hearts Podcast with my friend Sean. We would record these live podcasts. This was before a podcast was cool, I think, or maybe it was just getting cool, but we felt like we were kind of ahead of a trend at the time. And we had no idea what we were doing. We would actually just record the podcasts live on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. We'd have all these cameras or computers pointing at us and our guests, and we just recorded everything live. And Eventually, we did get ourselves on onto Spotify and the different podcast platforms, but it really started as this passion project. And we brought guests on live every week. I think it was Monday at 9 a.m. And Sean and I had come together and become friends actually based on this connection that we had made about living on the road and both having dreams of doing van life. We had met at a networking event and it was the first event that he had been to. I'd been going for a bit, but he had mentioned something about van life and that was the only thing that I really (laughs) heard him say. And we became fast friends, very fast friends after that. And we had both had this passion for sharing people's stories and We had always talked about doing a podcast and eventually we made it happen. 
And long story short, one of our guests on the podcast was doing a, after coming on the podcast, was doing a presentation at a local event. And we went and she shared her experience about converting a bus and living in this bus to promote an app that she had created. And Sean and I were both super inspired by this story. And afterwards, she ended up reaching out to us and asked us if we wanted to live on the bus and travel around the country, helping her promote this app, but, you know, living on the road and driving this bus to all the different destinations that it needed to go to. And we would continue doing our podcast as well. So... (laughs) I don't know about you, but there are moments in your life where you cannot deny the yes. You cannot deny how aligned something feels for you in the moment. And that's not to say that it's going to last forever, but there are certain moments where the yes is so big and clear and obvious that you 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 reconstruct your entire life around this yes and in a lot of ways that's what Sean and I did and I actually have another episode I will post it in the in the show notes because Sean and I did an episode together last year I want to say it was 40 something maybe 42 I can't quite remember but we shared a lot more in depth about our experience living on the road together and living in the bus together and about our complicated relationship as well. So you can go listen to that if you'd like some more info. But Sean and I ended up moving into this bus together and it was life-changing. It was a ceremony in itself. Every single day was an opportunity to face a lot of our own stuff. We were in a deep healing ceremony with one another throughout this experience, and a lot came up for each of us. And I don't know if you've ever lived in a small space with somebody and been with them 24-7 for days on days on days, weeks on weeks, and you don't have anywhere to hide. You don't have anywhere to go. You can't hide your feelings. Everything blows up. And especially when you have places that you need to be. So we would be driving dozens of hours a day to get this bus where it needed to be. So there was no hiding. And this was a very healing and hard journey for both of us in a lot of ways. Long story short, yet again, the bus ended up not being the right place for me. And again, go listen to the episode with Sean and I to learn more about why that was. But I had to come to a very hard decision that took me some time, took me a lot of pain, a lot of tears, a lot of fear to move through in order to come to the place that I was not meant to be living on that bus with him anymore. And sometimes in life, we get tested. 
quote unquote tested. It's like our dream is so close that we have an experience that's almost it, right? It's almost it and it feels almost just so good, like almost too good to be true. So we say yes, but then it turns out that it's not making us feel the way that we know that we want to feel in our life. And it can be easy to go into a mode of scarcity. Well, if I let this go, then I'm not actually going to get what I want or align with what I want or live the life that I really see for myself and feel good doing it. So letting go of this bus experience was hard for me because I had those moments of, well, what if this is just as good as it gets? What if there isn't something more aligned for me? But I did let go. And it was incredibly humbling because I felt like I had jumped off of this cliff and I was soaring, falling through the air and I had no idea what was going to catch me. At this time, I had let go of all of my work for the next six months. I had let go of my best friend at the time. I had let go of my place of living I let go of this project, this podcast that I absolutely loved. Anything that was like a little bit certain, I had let go of. Because you have to also know that Sean and I uprooted our lives to do this. I moved out of my apartment. I gave up my wedding photography work for that year. I put it all into this. And to let go of it meant like, oh my gosh, I quote unquote have nothing. I have nothing that's certain anymore. Nothing to ground me or cling on to. Nothing to hold me. And I ended up moving in with my sister-in-law for a bit and went into this period of a lot of pain and fear that was coming up, a lot of sadness. This was a time where I began working with an intuitive coach. I already had a book coach and I was very committed to doing a lot of quote unquote the work. I was also very interested in manifestation and I was doing a lot of, I don't know if you're familiar with Lacey Phillips work, but she does a lot with subconscious reprogramming and manifestation in order to receive your manifestations. So I had a lot going for me in the sense of a foundation of spiritual coaching and divine connection. I was on a pretty hefty journey of going inward and coming home to myself in a lot of ways and and really getting clear on like, okay, why? Like, why am I in this situation and what do I want next? And what kind of healing is it going to take to get to where I want to be? 
I also started to become a lot more tapped in with my own intuitive gifts and my own ability to connect with spirit and to hear intuitive pings and to hear messages coming through for me. I'll share a quick story. I would go for walks every day and every day while I was walking, I I kept hearing these words, go get an easel and paint, go get an easel and paint. And I would hear it every day. And I was like, that is such an absurd, like, sentence. I don't paint. I'm not an artist. Like, I'm not a painter. Like, that's so strange. And I just kept pushing it off and ignoring it. And I was in one of my sessions with my intuitive mentor after a couple weeks of this. And she hopped on our call one day and she was like, do you, do you have an easel? And like, do you paint? And I was like, no, that's so weird. But I've been getting, hearing, you know, these words for weeks now. And she was like, yeah, your spirit guides are coming in so hot. And they just, they really want you to go get an easel and paint. And that was one of the first, like, very clear moments of, oh, that was me ignoring an intuitive ping or or a message from my guides to be guided. I was ignoring this inner guidance system within me. And it was a beautiful moment of validation for, oh, I'm not crazy for getting these out of the blue pings. And I went that day and got an easel and started painting and just let things flow through me. I ended up painting so much and falling in love with painting. And it was this form of expression for me that I had never really discovered before. And I ended up going on to sell a bunch of paintings that year. And it just, it started this whole new interest for me. And I share that because we often question our intuition We often dismiss our intuition because it doesn't, quote unquote, make sense. And this was one of those moments for me that really validated my ability to listen and the difference between listening or dismissing. When we dismiss it, it you know, it's no, nothing bad necessarily happens, but we, we miss out on an opportunity of alignment and a healing opportunity or an experience that sets us on track for what is to come. So like I said, I had been getting really into manifestation at this time as well. And I started to really hone in on this process of how we manifest things in our life. And it was fun at me for this. It was fun for me at this time because I knew that this van was something that I wanted. And if we step back just a second, I, before this, had thought that I wanted to manifest this apartment in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I could see it. I could feel it. I just like knew everything about it, where it like where it was. I could see it so clearly. And I had gone to 
look at an apartment, if you're familiar with Portsmouth on State Street, and looked at it, was going to commit to this apartment, was going to move to Portsmouth, committed to it. It was time to move in a couple weeks before. And I had texted the landlord asking her about move-in dates. And she had texted me back and said, oh my gosh, there was like a miscommunication. We actually gave that apartment to somebody else. So I had gone like a month thinking I was moving into this apartment. And last minute, I wasn't moving into this apartment. And I was so confused. And I wasn't angry because I had this weird feeling that it was happening on purpose, like for a reason, like there was a deeper meaning to it. And this day that I found out about this, I was driving. I remember exactly where I was, the exact stoplight that I was at after finding out this information, sitting at the stoplight. First of all, the car in front of me's license plate said golden ticket. And which was just cool. And then like another, you know, the license plates like 444-222. Like I had a couple of those flying by me at the same time too. And as soon as this light turned green, my phone rang. It was a number that I didn't know, but I answered it. And it was a friend of a friend who, or a friend of a, a coach. So a very far removed person who I did not know, but called me and said, hey, Michaela, it's blah, blah, blah. Like I heard you're ready to talk about van life. And that with like the golden ticket, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like this is why this apartment fell through because the bus wasn't for me, but I've always wanted to live in a van. And I had had this van, this image of a van on my manifestation list. And after that, it was synchronicity after synchronicity about van life. And I, I saw vans everywhere and things would happen that were just so obviously pointing me in that direction. Similarly to if you listen to the first episode, part one of five most life-changing moments or life-changing moments, um, similarly to when I was getting ready to move to Colorado. The signs were so clear. And this was happening with the van stuff. So I settled into this, this liberation of, okay, like the apartment wasn't meant to be. And I fast forward one night was about to fall asleep. It was probably about 10 PM. My eyes were just like shutting and I got this ping, crystal clear ping to go on Craigslist and look for converted sprinter vans in Denver, Colorado. And again, this didn't make any sense because I lived in New Hampshire. So why would I be looking in Denver, Colorado for a van? But I do it. I learned about pings at this point after the whole get an easel and paint thing. I was like, okay, we listen to the random things that come through. I'd also love to do an episode on the difference between things such as fear and intuition because Maybe it comes clear to you, but I know a lot of people have questions around things like that. But for me, the pings are so almost random and don't always make sense. And they don't come from a place of fear. They come from a place of, ooh, like, (laughs) 
what is that trying to tell me? It's it's almost like a calm knowing, but like a little light bulb going off at the same time. So I pop up and I hop on Craigslist, Denver, Colorado, converted sprinter vans. I think it was like the first one to come up. I click on and I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the van that I've been like picturing that's on my list. It's it's the fresh wood walls. It's the size. It's the color. It has the little desk that pulls out that I can write with or write on the solar panels. It's in the like the year range. It's diesel. It's checking all the boxes, right? So I emailed the guy and I'm like, hey, like I don't live in Colorado. I'm in New Hampshire, but I just like I'm happy to fly out and look at it. I was like that committed. I was like, I will fly out and look at this van. Like, I think this is the van for me. I feel like this is the van for me. He ends up emailing me back the next day. And he was like, hey, Michaela, the van is still for sale. And this is so weird, but I'm actually driving back from Denver to Boston right now. I'll be in Boston in a couple of days. You are welcome to like be the first to come look at it. <laughs> I was like, what? You're driving to Boston? Like, I'm an hour from Boston. Like, could that be more divinely timed? I don't think so. <laughs> and that is the power of listening to our intuitions. And in case you don't know by now, that van was obviously the van for me. And I bought that van a couple of weeks later. And uh, I went down to Boston, I believe the first time, just with my dad. And oh, when I stepped in that van and smelled that van and was in that van, I knew that that van was mine, like for me, like I knew I was going to buy that van. And I did. And I, I fell in love with this van and gosh, the memories and the experiences and the divine timing of this van coming into my life, my van Wilder was... Like I said, an experience I always knew I was going to have, but never, ever fully could have understood what the experience was going to mean to me. Like, had no idea I would go through the experience that I did in order to receive this van. And this process was one of the most transformative experiences for me when it comes to listening to my intuition, listening to those pings that come through, getting clear on what you want and not settling for what is almost what you want. And that's why I share a bit about the bus story, right? Is because the bus story was almost it. You know, like I... I had this dream of living on the road and creating on the road. And I had a dream of having a partner on the road and that, but like that wasn't that. 
that was almost that. That was an almost version of what I wanted. And holding out and not being attached because, right, like I also had that experience of committing or so I thought to moving into the Portsmouth apartment. If it wasn't the right time for me to have the van and the the apartment had worked out, then like that's that's what I thought I was going to do. But I wasn't clinging, clinging attached to this van. I had surrendered into, okay, maybe it's just not the right time for me to do that. And this apartment is coming up right now. So maybe that's it. So I was fully surrendered into moving into this apartment. And that's what gave space for the van to come through. Because sometimes when we're not manifesting things in our life, it's because we're trying so hard. <laughs> we're, we're trying too hard to make it happen. And trust me, I fall victim to this often. <laughs> when we want something so bad and we're trying so hard to have it, we can block ourselves from the receiving of it. And that's not the same as, you know, working hard in order to get something. But when we're so desperate for something, that energy of desperation is not what allows the energy to flow through and does not allow us to receive in our full potential. So this was my third life-changing moment. And I hope maybe you received a little bit of value from it. And stay tuned for the next episode because... (laughs) that is not the end of the story with the Portsmouth apartment and what (laughs) what do I manifest next along this journey of van life if you want to stay tuned to hear more about number four life-changing moments and (laughs) what continues with this story It means the world if you subscribe to the podcast and if you enjoy this episode or know somebody who might relate, feel free to send it to them because I feel like that is the way to grow the show and we love to grow the show. So I appreciate you for listening. As always, reach out, say what's up. Share your own intuitive stories with me because they make me really happy. I love when people send me their own stories about listening to their intuition or signs that showed up for them that are so divine and clearly not on accident. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. I love you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Finding Wilder. I hope wherever you are, you have the best dang day, and I hope that we can connect somewhere in the socials. You can find me at my website, MichaelaJean.com, on Instagram, Michaela.Jean, and I hope that we can connect soon, and I hope that you listen next week. Have the best dang day. Love ya. Bye.